It's time for the Anted Podcast. Google fanboys who happen to be blind. A-N-T-A-D podcast at gmail.com with your questions and feedback. News, reviews, and your questions on the Anted Podcast. And welcome again, friends, to another NTAD podcast. I am Warren Carr from the state of Washington. Hey, what's up, folks? This is Chris Trickström from the snowy north in Sweden. Hello there, everybody. This is Nimmer. And thank you all for joining us today for the NTAD podcast. We have a lot of good things ahead for you. Thank you so much, guys. Um, we are excited to be with you guys again today, you know, at this Entad uh, podcast for this October. What's today's date, guys? <laughs> Can you believe it? Is it the fourth, the fifth? Okay, the fifth. I can't believe yeah, I... I think it's the 5th of October, yeah. So there we go, officially, the 5th of October, uh, 2019. And again, we welcome you to the NTAD podcast. We're going to be talking about exciting stuff, most especially uh, OCR packages. Which ones are good, which ones are not so good, and what to avoid and things in between. But with that, though, we want to first of all talk about some... Uh, things in the news, um, although not so much going on in the news, but we want to talk about uh, the zero-day um, uh, exploit, you know, from Project Zero, which is uh, uh, Project Zero is a Google team that goes after, you know, bad stuff and tries to find this bad stuff. And they found that um, the something from um, zero-day... Um, that got taken advantage of uh, the guys, the NSO group in Israel that is kind of known for doing some exploits and try to find what's vulnerable and things like that. And of course, they are behind the Pegasus exploit that was supposedly able to crack WhatsApp and grab data from Google, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Amazon. So basically all the, the big guys. That thing is in the wild, and the um, devices that are affected are Pixels 1 and 2, and if you have Pixel 3 or 3A series, those ones are safe. And then Samsung devices from the S7, S8, and S9 are also vulnerable, and also all the LG phones running Oreo. App. And then a lot of the Xiaomi phones are on it, and the Apple phones, and and things like that, but Google has uh, pushed out a patch. This is something that happened back in 2017, and they patched it, but this time it is through a source code kernel, and so uh, it has resurfaced, and so the uh, whole thing happens when you install stuff and grant it permission, and so the word of caution here is don't go about installing stuff that you're not familiar with, or, you know, stuff from people that you're not familiar with, and also, when you have auto-downloads on the web browser, then be careful about that, too. And uh, if you didn't choose to install something or download something, just tell it not to. I tend to do that. So anyway, today we're going to talk about OCR packages. And these are things we use in either reading our text, reading our text on smart displays like the TV or the microwave. Of course, I know Christer doesn't like hearing <laughs> <laughs> but uh, microwaves because he's never had a good experience with uh, OCR packages reading his microwave uh, displays. Some of us do. Mine even does it on my Bosch dishwasher. But so we're going to talk about those and I'm going to be talking about a couple or maybe three if time permits me. I'm not going to take too much time. I'm going to use the same text material uh, so we see the consistency. I'm going to talk about... Um, apps that are not particularly tailored toward the blind. So these are off-the-shelf, so to speak, apps that you could just download from the Play Store and just take a run with it and see what it does. So I'm going to go into my OCR package here. 
And I want to first talk about the Google Lens. And I noticed that with the last update, I think Google Lens got an update this week. Um, and I noticed that now it works better than it used to be. So I'm going to bring up Google Lens. Open Google Lens. So when Lens comes up at the bottom, you've got the different options that is the text, the translate, or the auto, and, and whatever. So if I tap on text, it says text found in image, and then I could just tap on select all. Anyway, I just put my hand over the proximity sensor to silence that and to see that Google has become more useful to us as blind people. And I think maybe now EL could um, try to figure a way of um, reintegrating it back into Speak. Um, I don't think that it necessarily needs uh, to, but uh, at least um, we can use Google Lens this way most especially text uh, recognition. I'm one of those who kind of like text recognition. I'm not so much, you know, big into the uh, object recognition, but I, I think I like the text recognition. So I, I'm going to let someone else, uh, I think, Nima, did you want to talk about uh, some? Yes, I have two apps that I'll speak about today. Uh, one of them is actually Speak, <laughs> that uh, Warren was referring to by Yale and uh, uh, by by Ale, and uh, this app is a really good app. It has a lot of different functions uh, to be able to scan text, barcodes, currency, that type of thing. And as we're focused on text, I will focus on text. I have a flyer. It doesn't have a huge amount of text on it. I got it. Um, it was hung up on my door, and uh, we can do a little bit of a demo. But I'll start out just with talking a little bit about the app and demonstrating the app a little bit. So I'm going to turn on my phone here and turn talk back on. And that way you can uh, hopefully hear what is going on. Uh, let's see. Talk back on. Screen dim. Okay. So I have a speak up. Skype notification. Okay. So up at the top. I have a um, more options button. Let's see. Where did that button go? There we go. Okay, I'm going to tap on more options, and I have a menu that comes up. There's a tutorial. Text to speech engine, language detection. Set talking speed. Set text size. Invite friends, rate app. Contact developer. I'm going to turn this off. I'm going to turn that off. There we go. Now, along the bottom here, we have a number of options. We have read text. And then to the right of that, we have scan, sort of in the middle of the screen. And then we have to the right of that, a non-Latin button. So read text is sort of the automatic reading of text. Just a, That's just a simple reading text. That's all it does. It doesn't give you very much control over that. So we'll just... Uh, I'll go ahead and access that, and then we'll see what happens. I'm going to double tap on that. Here we go. And it just takes a snapshot. Okay, and I just took uh, a little bit of a picture. I didn't have it quite lined up, so I didn't uh, quite read it. But on this screen, we have a number of options. We have an edit box with the text in it. And then along the bottom, on the left, we have stop. Next to that, we have pause. And then we have translate. And we have uh, more options, of course. So the more options, we have share text. Copy to clipboard. Add to clipboard. I don't really know what the difference is. Uh, 
Import clipboard. Export clipboard. Export clipboard. Edit text. Edit text. And that's it. So I think, I think that add clipboard is is like uh, adding a pending text to already copied uh, text on the clipboard. Could it be that? I yeah, I would think so. Although I I thought Android only has one clipboard, so I don't really I don't know how that works. If it if it creates its own clipboard, it's not something I've played around with too much. But uh, you know, could be. So, but it has, it gives you some options to to take your text and do whatever you want to with it. Uh, but that's just the read text option. The next one is scan. And when I go to scan, it's going to bring up a little bit of a menu here. Let's see. Pop-up window. Pop window. So we have text is the first option. Barcode is the second one. Object is the third. Color is the fourth. Money is the fifth one, and that's it. So if I tap on text, text. we're going to have uh, a few more options. Here we go. Let's go to text. Scanning text. Okay, so it scans the text. And here I've got flashlight. flashlight on. So I can turn that on, or I can turn it off. We have auto off or auto on, and that is just uh, so it reads the text automatically. Restart, button. restart, so it'll take another scan. Repeat, repeat, it will repeat what it's done, and that's it. So let's just turn it on auto and see what happens. I'll just move it around this flyer. There we go. It's easy. One, give this card to a friend. Two, have them fill out the back and bring it with them to the office. Three. You receive $300 once your friend is approved and moved in. Refer a friend and receive $300. Refer a All right. So it does a pretty decent job. Uh, it re just read out the content of that flyer. Uh, apparently, I can get $300 if I refer a friend to move into my apartment complex. So <laughs> You go get uh, some moolah, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, frankly, I'm glad because when you choose that, chose that scan uh, prior till now, it used to be that, you know, the thing will just constantly vibrate and it takes a while or may, you may not even get any result. But, you know, he's had two updates when I brought that to uh, EL's, um, or AL's, um, um, you know, a knowledge that, you know, we were having issues with that. And he pushed out two updates and you know, it now, I, I like the fact that it either tells you to move left or, you know, move right. So I think that's a very good, uh, you know, uh, update to, to the speak. And um, um, yeah, I'll have to check that out. I've, I've, I've used that, uh, that app quite a, a lot, actually. Um, and I've, I've um, managed to uh, learn to focus on texts uh, going uh on the vibrations yeah but it's not always it it reads the the whole text on a say on a carton of food or something like that so uh but but if it it now even says move left and move right and yeah, so on does. that's great that's great yes. let's check that out uh, let me let me see if i you know um see because here watch this if i you know, um, you know, do what Nemo was doing, you know, go to that scan, you know, scan menu. Okay. Move right. So you see, as I moved right and it, it engaged the text, then it just um, started reading, you know, um, the, the text, as, as you can hear. Yeah, it really does a nice job, so, and he's done a very good yeah, job I, of that I, app, you know, I think. And so. I think what I like with, with EL is that EL, you know, frankly tries um, so hard to, you know, work on, on, the, on the issues that we have, and not I, only does he work on that, but tries to fix those. Go ahead. Um, yeah, uh, Chris. that's really great. I have to check that that thing out. Uh, I think that it's nice also that he has put in the flashlight 
so that you can use that uh, to uh, sort of help with low light conditions. That could make a difference while scanning uh, things like displays and stuff, which is one of my pet peeves or something, whatever you say, because uh, I, I want to be able to sort of use uh, OCR package to sort of get to the displays on, on recorders, on uh, washing machines, whatever, to, to get um, information, useful information out of it. And so far, if it has to do with lighting conditions or what it has to do okay, with, uh, it, it hasn't worked for me. But it, so you can always turn on the flash uh, with that speak up as well. Yeah. And uh, there's that, there's a SuperSense app I've used for displays. I've also used Lookout. I've used uh, The Voice, which is actually another app I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. Uh, but all, they all, for me at least, work with displays. Lookout has an, a cool feature now. It, it, uh, I, I didn't get one single word out of it. And I, and, and I thought to myself, it used to work. It has to work, sort of. And uh, I turned on the light in the, the kitchen, and all of a sudden it says low light. So uh, that, that meant that uh, it, it actually, it could recognize, but, but the lighting was, um, was a bit too low, but it, but it could recognize. And it, apparently when there's no light or not, not uh, enough light, it sort of turns itself off. Just yes, it does. I think cameras in general struggle with no light, and that's just you know part of OCR and part of cameras. And sometimes you can turn on a flashlight in some of these apps that just turns on the torch of the camera. But I think in general for OCR, this is really important for reader for you know podcast listeners that if you if you are not receiving good recognition or if your text seems a little garbled please try turning on the light because you will find that the increased recognition or turn on the flashlight on the camera, but it, you know, really you want some good lighting because otherwise you're not going to get generally very good text. Uh, you want to have good, decent lighting. Uh, if you don't have good lighting, you're going to get garbled text. You're going to get nothing read out, no text found. And these apps are going to be, they're going to suck. They're going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, but they're not about, really bad apps, but they're going to be bad, you know. That's right. And you know, talking about you know, Lookout though, um, we probably should just bring it up. You know, here's yeah. Lookout. So as you can see, it's very fast, and it immediately starts so reading it is, text. So it is reading that now. If I like, I could tap on the, um, you know, on the um, the mode. Um, yep, and select text. I tap on select mode, and there, you know, we have, you know, the the I think the four different, um, the the explore mode. I don't have moolah with me, so I do. I, do I have money? Am I that poor? I don't even see. I don't. I don't carry money with me, so <laughs> I. I, I have use... money, but I haven't found Lookout to actually work too well with money. I don't know. Ah, I, not okay. not as well as the Cash App. I think the Cash App does a much better job. I but don't have money, so I. I I do have some bills. I mean, I can try it, but I don't know that it will actually work. <laughs> okay, so so you got you yeah. can try it. So you got that, you know, cash, um, and then scene description, and then the quick read mode. And so I'm gonna try yeah. that and see if it and see if it. Yeah, and I, and I'm moving my hands anyway, so it just doesn't work. And um, let's see, let's try lookout here. I have a bill. Yeah. Okay. Open lookout. 
Oh. Uh oh, I need to turn talk back on. Talk back on. Didn't catch that. Try speaking again. Open lookout. Opening lookout. I like the ability to squeeze my phone. Quick read mode. Same description. Quick uh, go to that money. Ah, there we go. For best results, slowly. Not checked. Don't show this again. Checked. Okay. That was, that's what happened to me the other day. It, it sort of turned itself on and then off again. Yep, it does that sometimes. You, you know what? Hold on, let me try it again here. Hold on. One second. One US dollar, 12 o'clock. No, there you go. So it recognized it as one US dollar, 12 o'clock. Mm hmm. It, it, it works. So it does work. It does work for sure. Uh, I, again, I find the Cash App to work more reliably and at different angles, but uh, it does work. You know, it it certainly does work. So now, which, I, I want to uh, talk about you know uh, something called the assistive text detector. Um, that, um, and I'm going to be quick about this. I wrote to the guy and told him to you know. Um, kind of fix some issues but you know he never wrote back so it's kind of so when you open it you have the um the so there's the the one to launch text detection and frankly in the uh, settings page um there's not much to write home about this is all you have in there That's all you have in that settings. So the whole idea is for a student to be able to hold up his or her phone across the room and, and point it at either where the blackboard is or where there's any text located and it will just read that text. That's the whole idea about this assistive text uh, detector. So I'm gonna... Um, I'm gonna so the voice actually does that as well. Uh-huh, so what it does, so now I'm gonna just... Um, um, I'm going to tap on the button to launch the text uh, detector. And I just hold it and it's vibrating. And when it's focused enough, then it will read the text. The only thing that that I wish, and that's what I wrote to him about, was is the fact that while it is reading like that, it is still vibrating. And you know, um, I was just I was hoping that he could fix it, but you know, um, he never wrote back. This is from I think it's from Southern California. I, I want to say it's from Santa Cruz, but I'm not one of the uh, colleges there in Southern California. Um, so collaboration between uh, students and you know one department or something like that. I think I posted that on NTAD maybe a while back. Um, but frankly, it is a nice um, uh, app um, and I wish that they could fix that. And then uh, here's um, the Recognito. So I'm gonna tap there. So, so the thing about Recognito, and I've written to the guy, but I think he's kind of maybe sort of abandoned the project. I don't know what it is. So what it is is that you hold, you hold it and just tap anywhere. So I just tap on it to stop it. And, you know, so that's, that's Recognito. I think I also posted that on NTAT email forum. But so, you know, I think the next time we'll talk about more apps because I have maybe like uh, 20 or more of these this apps. And it, I'm just happy to see that, you know, non-blind related, you know, apps, uh, you know, doing these things, uh, you know, it, it's just nice to see that.
Yeah, there really are a lot of non-related blindness apps. I mean, I have a bunch of them installed too. Probably some of the same ones Warren has, and you know, they all work slightly differently, and they all do different, slightly different things. They all work better or worse in different situations, and I think it's always good to have a toolbox, you know, and to have tools in the toolbox because as a blind person, you know, we need as many tools I think as we can find. We get a job done. And if something, if one app doesn't work or if it stops working, doesn't get updated, then you know what? You turn to another one. And I think that's a really good thing that we have so many. I, I mean, even uh, even comparison to like three, four years ago, we have a huge amount of these kinds of apps now, object recognition, text recognition. We have a huge number of apps, and, and it's only growing. And I think that's a really good thing. We don't need uh, NFB, KNFB Reader for $100 anymore. You know, we don't need some specialized device anymore. It's all right there on our devices that we carry, and, and a lot of these are free apps. And you are were, you were going to show the, the voice. Or, uh, after, after um, Chris speaks, maybe you can show that voice app. If you want to. Uh, sure. You know, I can speak about it pretty quickly. You know, we don't have to show it, but I can certainly, you know, talk about it. And, okay. and uh, but it's a definitely a great app. So I was, I was just going to ask how, uh, which app at the, the time being is best for like um, uh, reading displays or something in, in pretty harsh light conditions, uh, in your opinion? For me, in my mind, any app that lets you turn on the flashlight is going to be pretty okay at that. So Speak will do that. Uh, you know, any app that lets you turn on the flashlight, and there's a number of, of apps out there that lets you turn on the flashlight. Any Most apps should. Uh, Lookout does not, unfortunately. The other thing about a display is that they are lit as well, so that kind of helps a little bit. But it depends, you know, if it thinks it's been reflected off something, or it really just depends on the display, how small the writing is that they're, you're trying to scan, what their angle that you're holding your phone. There's a lot of things that really uh, interfere with with that kind of thing, but a lot of apps do a pretty decent job at it, uh, you know. And I, I've used a number of apps. The Voice even does a pretty good job at it as long as you have pretty fair lighting, uh, but it does a pretty good job at it as well. That, that, is, that is true. And uh, frankly, you know, sometimes, you know, like we said, you know, lighting um, makes all the difference, but, you know, I'm glad to see a lot of these um, apps, you know, uh, come with flash so that you could turn on the flash. That helps yeah. in the process of, uh, you know, the text recognition or object recognition, whatever the case may be. So, a few things with a flash, you know, it, it uses up a lot of battery, it heats up the phone, and I think the bigger problem with the screen is you can read the displays a lot of times, but you don't always know what, you may know what's on the screen, but you don't know which yeah. one to which, yeah, which one is in focus, so. That's true, and you know, and, and that's true of the example of my, uh, I was talking about my uh, dishwasher here because I need to find out as to how much time is left on it or on the microwave. You know, while it reads everything on there, but I could easily pick out what I'm after because it will, you know, zero, whatever, uh, 38 or zero. Whatever. So I know that's the time uh, of the, the remaining time on my dishwasher as it is washing my dishes or the remaining time on whatever it is that I'm trying to uh, heat up in my microwave. So um, we cannot, it's going to be virtually uh, impossible to just single out what I'm after because the camera, you know, has such a wide angle so it covers everything that has text on that display. So one just has to narrow down what they're after as it reads what it sees. Yeah, but I mean, I've used it to read my computer screen if a uh, thing stops talking or if I need to, if it's updating and I don't realize what it's doing. You know, I've used it to read, uh, oh, like Warren microwave. Uh, when I got my uh, microwave, I got the Alexa microwave, but you have to use, you have to touch the screen to be able to uh, use it. And so I used the screen to tell me what the first step was, you know, when I plugged it in. And uh, I didn't know where the buttons necessarily were, but I was able to figure it out based off of what it said on the display. So, 
you know, it said like you have to hold down the five button, and I was able to guess where the five button might be, and I, I was successful. But um, so things like that, you know, you can it, if it's like text that that is changing, or if it's something obvious, you know, you, you can definitely read it. If you're trying to focus in on one thing, though, it's going to be hard. That is true, and uh, you know, one app that you know comes to mind that I used to like was the. Um, what was it? Uh, talking goggles, you know. By oh yes, you know, and, yeah. And I used to like that, and for some reason, it never worked for others. It did work for me uh, back yeah, then. I, I even well. bought the the pro version uh, because you know when a text changes, you know it it catches up with it, and I think that is true with all the other ones that do the um, you know real time recognition as well. So I think, um, frankly, we have come a long way, and yet in the same breath, we have a lot of choices. I think towards the beginning, one of the only apps we used to have was the Google Goggles. You remember the Google Goggles? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I like that app, though. Come on. <laughs> I did, too. I did, too. It was a beautiful app, and I think Google, you know, retired it. And, of course, because we do have things like, uh, you know, all the lookouts and then, you know, the Google Lens and, and things like that. But, you know, you know Google um, Goggles was probably the very first of those of such, you know, um, uh, OCR packages as far as I could remember because I think it goes back to maybe either 2011, 2012, somewhere back. It's yeah, it goes way back. Yeah, it's an old app. So, Chris, sir, you are trying to talk about something. Yeah, I'm back, but I'm going to have to disappear for a while uh, now because, uh, as I say, the home help is, is helping. I have to communicate with them. Oh, oh okay. Well, to, so wh while to, you're doing that, what I'm gonna I'm, while you're doing that, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up um, ID because that's one we didn't. Oh, talk that's about. a good app. Yeah, that's we didn't a good talk app about. too. Now ID, so you tap on it and. You know, it does have this accessible camera. Where am I? Oh, uh, there's also Envision. I guess that's an expensive app, but and, yeah. So I, I avoid Envision because you know what? They're money grabbers. I'm sorry to say that, but I'm not gonna go. That's another story. Anyway, we have too many choices to worry about Envision. So I'm gonna tap on, you know, um, you know, ID. So I'm going to tap on read text. Okay. In a country far away, some time ago, there lived a young shepherd who, while his father worked in the fields, and his mother kept up the home, had the task of taking care of the family's sheep. One day, the boy felt very bored and decided to play a trick on his neighbors. Suddenly, he started crying out, Wolf. Wolf, the wolf is eating the sheep. All of his friends came running to help chase away the wolf, but when they got there, they found the young shepherd that thing because came they had received such a fright, and really there was no wolf anywhere to be found. His friends went back to their work saying that the boy had behaved very badly. The following day, the boy repeated his foolery. Wolf, wolf, help me, help me. Some of the neighbors came running again to help, only to find the young shepherd laughing at them, because this time... Too, okay. Yeah, that thing does a really good job it, with text, it, it I think. It does a good, you know, um, it does a good job. It's at, also a paid app, the pro version, but it does a very good job, I think. It's worth it. it yeah, it's it's a good app. I think the only thing that um, it doesn't have is, um, you know, the real-time uh, text recognition. There's this thing I got called Speechify that is aimed at the dyslexics and, you know, stuff like that. Um, uh, but you know, at the bottom, so you got library, library on the right, text, text import, import scan, scan, home. home. Scan. So if I tap on, when you tap on scan, then it wants you to tap on the capture. So I'm going to tap on, on capture. Now, when I'm, I, I finished tapping on capture, then on the right is the create and so it's the whole idea is intended for you to create you know uh, scan a book and so if you're gonna scan a book then give the book a name so so I'm just gonna call it Antad A-N-T-A-D and and then I'm, I'm gonna tap on done so something ignitive, whatever, a button, 
a tap <laughs> a, a tap there <laughs> and so now here's the list of my stuff here is this antat here that i just created one care of the family sheep aurora is friendly kind and joyful aurora possesses many virtues mrs patel teaches the children about justice generosity humility and honesty one day the boy felt very bored and decided to play trick on his neighbors s suddenly he started crying our wall wolf for wolf four eating the sheep teaches them many human virtues all of his friends came running to help chase away the wolf bu see when they go there they found the young shepherd laughing at him because they had received such a fright and really there was no wolf anywhere to be found story in a country far away some time ago there lived a young shepherd who while high father worked in the fields and his mother kept up the home had the task of tarkin his friends went back to their work saying that the boy had behaved very badly so anyway um that Woof woof. Yeah, woof woof. <laughs> and so you can click on stop and play. Um, but they're not, you know, label right. It's, I, I don't know. Oh, say hello to my dog, guys. She it's, came out of her hiding. Hi, doggy. <laughs> What's the name of your dog? Farva. Farva? All right. Yeah. I like that. Did, did you get her from Mexico or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that sounds like it. That's a Mexican name. I think it's a Persian name, actually. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. You know. Um. So anyway. Um. I think that maybe. Um. Chris got swallowed up by work or something. Yeah, I can briefly talk about the voice, yeah. and then maybe we can call it a day, unless yeah, Chris is back. Talk about the voice and. And yeah. if you're still out there, you know, I could talk about another, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's back. Oh, oh okay, here comes, all right. Here comes the bridegroom. <laughs> 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 okay, my man, welcome back. You were, you were talking about... Um, there was an idea that you started talking about that you wish, you know, um, you know, um, you know that they could yeah, implement yeah. into... Um, I, I think that I was a idea. good idea. I looked briefly, or I'm, I'm uh, in a WhatsApp group that tests, beta tests a program which we haven't mentioned, but that also has a reading functionality in it, and it's called SuperSense. But what it's absolutely best at, it's the object recognition part. And you can sort of... Uh, if, if you uh, bring forth the, the object recognition, you can filter on what it should detect, stairs, uh, furniture, things and stuff and, and, and so on. And it, it uh, does that and it does it really, really well. I'm very impressed about the, the object recognition part. And I sort of thought to myself, imagine a, a, a common, ordinary camera app with all its features, like uh, adjusting aperture and stuff like that. Uh, and on top of that, this object recognition feature, complete with filtering and stuff that could kick in even before you took a photo and, and sort of showed you like a guide what you uh, have in your uh, viewfinder so that you can uh, yourself design and uh, decide what pictures you you want to take and and what that that would um, contain so to speak that would be a that would be a revolutionary breakthrough i think in the the um, uh, photo industry because or photo business or, or whatever you say because Right now, a blind photographer taking a photo, it's like guesswork. You, you don't really know what you... I have been, back in the old Nokia days, I was trying to take a photo of a cat, and it, it turned out that what I had taken a photo of was the motorway outside. So that, was, that's, that wasn't good. And if, if you want to post a photo on Facebook, and you say, oh, this is my cute cat, and everyone comments, uh, I can only see the highway outside, nice cars, but no cat. Uh, 
I totally see where you're going with this, um, you know, because um, in, in reality, you know, it would be a good idea. So, for instance, say I go up to the Snoqualmie um, uh, Falls here in the state of Washington. Uh, I've been there um, a time or two, and uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful waterfalls. And, you know, if, if I'm pointing, you know, my camera at it, um, unless if I can see a little bit to see that it has, you know, focus on it or whatever and know that now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on the waterfalls or, or something like that. Um, you know, of course, if you have like a, uh, a camera that talks about, for example, you know, the Google camera it will say, you know, zero faces or, you know, um, uh, the um, other cameras that I've shared on uh, NTAD. Um, of course, they are only those recognition are only intended for face recognition and not for, uh, you know, object recognition. So I think it's not a bad idea to see uh, the, that kind of feature come to your our native uh, camera apps, and so that when you point at something, it will say, you know, waterfalls, or you know, it will say a tree or whatever, or, or you know, a dog. And so if I want to capture a picture of that dog, and if that's what I want, then now I can shoot the shutter to, to capture that dog. So I see what you mean. But, you know, in the absence of that, maybe uh, people like um, the guys that, you know, work with, um, uh, work on apps like SuperSense or Speak could incorporate, you know, a you know, a camera feature where we could just like a picture mode just to take pictures so that if I pointed at something and it sees, you know, um, a dog and I want to take a picture of that dog, then just take a picture. Maybe they could do that, but I could see it getting bloated and people may say, ah, maybe we don't want it. But frankly, I think it's a good idea. I personally it's, would it, like we're something actually, like We're actually almost, almost there with commentary. I know I know that you don't like commentary, but, but I have to... I have to uh, brag a little about that because uh, I think it's it's it's, uh, it's good. And w what's interesting is that it has its own camera thingy um, where you can have face recognition and and stuff, and it, it works quite well. And it also has this internal thing that recognizes faces. Um, text, um, photos and stuff. It's meant to recognize photos in your gallery or on uh, Facebook and stuff. But I went a little bit further just for the hell of it. So what I did was I brought up my Huawei camera. Hello, Beijing. Are you listening? Um, I'm listening. And <laughs> Uh, and uh, just just the mention I, of Huawei makes me shudder. But keep going. <laughs> and I I know I know that's what I that's why I said it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, and I I brought up my camera, and I uh, selected the viewfinder by tapping on it with my finger, and I then um, proceeded to go to the text recognition. No, the, the image recognition of the uh, commentary screen reader. And lo and behold, I got um, a description of what was in the viewfinder. So we're, we're there almost. We have, we have it there with, with manual work. But it could, in principle, be done. Yeah, so, so I don't as, as see now, why we have to walk around. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I don't see why we couldn't have it in in the um, like in a, in a natural camera with with or as you say a, a mode where you can take pictures of what you you recognize and stuff. Yeah, so I, I see it, you I know uh, more doable with uh, people like the developers of uh, you know uh, SuperSense or Speak, where they could have a picture mode. So you know, um, then we could use it to take pictures that w pictures we could save and um, you know purely for the purposes of capturing pictures. But you know, um, integrating uh, something like this into native uh, camera apps, it could be done. You know, all that needs to happen is to have a plugin. You know. Um, where it says, you know, uh, 
descriptive mode or whatever the case you want to call it from within the settings and so that a blind person could have that access i i think that's something that i'm not sure that anyone has thought about that in the industry i've, I've actually i've actually talked to the developers of super sounds about it and they thought it was a good idea so I don't know what's, what yeah, will be that's what, uh, well, uh, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is something that could easily be done by, you know, um, you know, um, people like, you know, the devs of SuperSense or Speak. But I'm talking of like our native cameras, um, camera apps. You know, the only thing that could happen is for those people to, you know, write those plugins, uh, descriptive mode or whatever the case may be. Mm, yeah. I think the problem with this mode is that, you know, photography is not like you point your camera and that's the only thing it sees. It and yeah. with these apps, it, uh, you know, with these apps, um, you, you know, I think um, the struggle would be to indicate to a user exactly what was in focus when they took the picture. So when you take a picture, let's say you're pointing it at your dog, you're taking a picture. Are you also taking a picture of somebody's butt that might be in the background? <laughs> You know, are you also <laughs> taking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, is your dog looking at the camera or did it just see the dog's tail and think it was a dog? You know, it's, that is true. It, that is you, true. It's really hard with, with these kinds of things to know, is it recognizing because it thinks it's the shape of a dog or is it recognizing because it actually saw the dog's face so then you can take a picture or is it recognizing some other object that it thinks yeah. is a dog? You know, yeah. I mean, you never really know. And so that's the really challenging part with object recognition. I don't think that we're there with computer vision I, as much as other people think we are. And, and I, I've seen SuperSense. I have the voice, all these things. I've have, There's a number of apps that do object recognition. And yes, they're getting better. And yes, they do pretty good. But then I point it at my keyboard and maybe it'll think it's a keyboard or maybe it'll think it's a cow you know or, so or, or, or a beautiful <laughs> piano sitting in my living room uh, a piano yeah right <laughs> so I, I see exactly <laughs> i see exactly what you mean and i i maybe it's not not for the immediate uh, release but i think on the other hand that that these things are getting better and better all the time and uh, it, it's going to to come to a a point where you can sort of um, recognize uh, things quite accurately but it may not be now it may not be in the, the, the nearest five years but i think we'll get there eventually well, yeah and i think we're get getting there, there. We're, i do will. think we're getting there but i also think these apps need to have a way of telling you not just this is what I think the object is, but what is also in the rest of your camera view? You know, like I said, are you taking a picture of this thing that is maybe a dog, but is, but then there's some other thing that's in the way? Are you taking a picture of a dog's butt or, or their face? Are you taking, you know, there are so many nuances to how a camera is perceives images it's not just i'm pointing it at something and that's the only thing that gets captured yeah, because when and if take i a take picture, a picture especially if i want to post it to facebook i don't use facebook but let's say i want to put it on facebook i don't want to put a picture of somebody's you know butt on facebook or some <laughs> something that i didn't want you know maybe a something oh, at my house on. i didn't want somebody I, 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 to see I, I, or, never, you know. but the, that will make your your thing more colorful bro <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, that that's what you risk now when you're taking a photo. That that's well, it is. But but if I was a sighted person, I could see exactly what was being shot by the camera and and move the camera right to focus on it. That's right. Shoot something on your own. I mean, especially as you should, if you don't have sighted people around, which I don't have so much. I don't have many sighted friends, and if you don't have uh, people around that can actually assist you in taking a good photo, then, then that's what you risk right now. You can, well, you can I, sort of... Uh, no, I, I know that. But what I'm saying to you is that I don't think that this solution is... Unless they find a way to describe not just what it thinks it recognizes, but the rest of the background, unless they can describe all of that... And 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 it would be difficult to do it also because as soon as you're you're you move an inch or a centimeter, as soon as you move even a little bit, as soon as the lighting changes, then your whole view changes. So I don't I don't know how it would be implemented. I think it's worth a, an idea. You no, know, I think it's a good idea to to explore it. But I 
I can't see myself using it at this point because, like I said, if you pointed out a dog, it, what part of the dog is it recognizing? What part of the dog is in focus? And I don't know, I, I, you know, what else is in that background? I would want to know those things before I said, okay, I'm going to use this photo and I'm going to share it with my friends and I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like, I, there's, it's not really any different from if I just point my camera and, and take a picture because I, I think I know where something is, so I just take a picture. It's not really... Let's, let's ask people who are listening, what do you think about this? Is it viable? Is it viable in the future? Will it even work or am I totally out uh, in the dark here fishing or, or whatever? I, I'm, I'm convinced that it would be viable. Maybe not this year, but as fast as the AI te techniques, technology goes now, I mean, uh, I know that you, you are not supposed to be saying this, uh, the name of the phone, but as I heard it, the iPhone had something, VoiceOver had something now in, in iOS 13 where it doesn't uh, just recognize faces, but it also recognizes the main object in the photo. And I would, would like to hear more about that. How, how uh, I think that is after the picture has been taken. Yeah, it's uh, after the picture. That's, that's taken, just a picture description after it has been taken, and we do have yeah. that even in, um, you know, I think was it Chrome or was it I don't remember, but one of those that was adding those plugins on there. Um, which screen reader was it? I don't remember. I, I think both NVDA and yeah, NVDA so, but yeah, narrator but, does it, yeah, Chrome this, does it, uh, Voiceover after, does it. This is I mean, after the fact. We're talking of real time. Yeah. And 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 I think even in real time, I think it would be. I think it's worth exploring, but you'd have to figure out how to indicate to the user what's in the background or to blur out the background, and you'd have to figure out, you know, how to tell a user. You have to be, you know, blind people are not trained to take a photo, but the thing with photos is you have to stand absolutely still, otherwise your background changes. And by the time you take that picture and your text starts reading, you know, it's too late. You've already. <laughs> And you know, you moved of, your camera. Uh, uh, Nimmer, you know, to be honest, I love, love uh, photography. And I, I kept saying that, you know, if I had not been blind, I probably would have either gone into photography or something like that. I mean, prior to all this uh, accessibility, I, I can't tell you how many, um, um, you know, um, cam I have DSL, uh, uh, DSLR cameras laying around here and, you know, um, regular, you know, from all Yashica um uh, cameras and you know Pentax and all of those. I have a bunch of those and Olympus and all of them DSLR cameras. I was so much into that stuff. Now um, there's, you know, yes, there's some pictures that I take may look good or you know some may be a little bit to the side. And you know my wife, you know who likes uh, photography, you know has shown me a little bit of a better technique. And to be frank, um, whether you, know, I know I probably shouldn't be saying this, but uh, photography is just not going to work with blindness as it is unless, you know, some of these things that we've talked about really come into fruition and then, you know, as we move the camera around and it tells us which one is now the main focus and things like that, then we can be uh, good photographers. But outside of that, it's going to be really hard. Yeah, casual pictures, they're fine. I mean, like, my, you know, say I'm taking pictures of people. Yeah, casual people, pictures is fine. You know, yeah. pictures of people, you know, you'll say, okay, so many faces, whether they're in the middle or to the right. So I adjust it accordingly to make sure, you know, um, they're, they're centered. And so with taking pictures of people, I think we're, we're there or almost there. But, you know, object you know, taking pictures of objects and waterfalls, like I described, those, you know, would probably remain a challenge for the foreseeable future until, you know, um, we, got, yeah. we get good AI. I mean, some of it is, uh, I think, a blind person understanding, like, angles, you know, because it's not just, 
you don't just point it, you know, like how far away from you, how far, how's the lighting, what kind of, you know, background do you have, how's the angle, how's the, and how, if, what kind and of if, a... And if your, your shadow is falling on it, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, the shadow is falling on know, it, yeah. When I try to take pictures, like even text recognition, when you're capturing, like I want to send a receipt to someone, you know, my wife will say, oh, your, your shadow is falling on it, you got to stand at a, you know, so things like that. And, and frankly, it, it's quite a challenge. It's quite a challenge. And unless, you know, unless the object recognition can describe all of that, I don't think it's enough just to say, hey, I think this is a dog. You know, this is this is a cow. This is a I don't think it's enough to say this is the main object in the frame. I think it has to find a way to describe some of these other things. But of course, the more you describe, then the more unlikely you are to capture a good shot because then you're going to move your camera even a little bit and then the whole view changes and <laughs> Yeah, and whether you are, you're shooting at the dark side of it, because, you know, the, different times yep. of the day, you got to know where to stand to take a picture. I use my backyard, you know, the um, I got these maple trees that are, you know, turning sternly, you know, bright red. And, you know, depending on the time of the day, you know, you don't want to be in the dark side, you know, and so you got to, you know, um, capture it from the right side. It has the light coming through and... And whether I'm standing in the way of the whatever, it's photography is complicated, and that's why you see a lot of pictures are good and some are not very good, and all has to do with shadows. You try to avoid the falling shadows on on the subject that you're trying to capture, and I think that that's probably one of the problems why sometimes we try to do text recognition and it doesn't always come right upright um, for some reason is because of those uh, shadows or the glare of, of the light and stuff like that and so you got to move you know angle it differently things like that mm -hmm. yeah so I think this I think this is a very good discussion <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. he is. And I think um, we'll be talking about this thing more and more. And, you know, frankly, if you guys who are listening have ideas, you know, or whatever, we'd like to hear those comments. Um, we haven't seen any of those comments yet. And, uh, of course, the email address is antadpodcast.gmail.com. That's uh, A-N-T-A-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Antadpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read those uh, comments of yours be they uh, questions or suggestions or concerns whatever the case may be uh, please forward those um, messages or email messages to antadpodcast at gmail.com guys anything in closing uh, wasn't we weren't we going to talk about a little bit about the voice well, we could, or we could just save it for next time. It's been a uh, long podcast. Nimmer, so. just, just, just blast it through. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why not? Well, let's go for it. This has particularly become a very long podcast, but it's okay. <clears throat> I say go ahead and blast through it. So the, one of the apps that i really been using a lot is The Voice, uh, capital V, Small letters O I C, and another capital E. Uh, so it's it's V O I C. That's how it's. Yeah, that's how it sounds. V O I C. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so the voice is a really good app, and it has a lot of different features. I I don't know if you know I don't know if I really want to go through a lot of its features at this point. Just to talk about it in general. That's what I like to do. Uh, it is. A really good app, self-voicing app, uh, which I don't know. I have mixed opinions about it. I almost think he needs to make it just work with TalkBack, but then it wouldn't work with some of the Android glasses that don't have TalkBack, things like that. So I don't know. But anyways, it's a really good app that has a lot of different features. One of the features that has is text recognition. And the thing I use it, I was saying, you know, I mount this phone to my forehead sometimes. So he's, <laughs> and I, uh, I use a, a GoPro uh, sort of strap, and I know it looks weird, but it's okay. I mount it to my forehead, and one of the things that is really impressive, you know, you walk around, and there's so many signs, so much writing out there, so many things to read that you, know, you just don't even realize it. Like, you know, when you go to the airport, there's a lot of advertisements for all kinds of different things. 
that, you know, if you're blind, you don't even have the chance to look at them. You don't even know that they're there. Like you just skip right past them. And maybe you want to know about them. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But you don't even have the chance to look at them. Mm. Well, with the voice, you're able to read these things uh, and it identifies. The main purpose of the voice is uh, it, it has soundscapes. And those soundscapes, if you're not used to them, sound a little bit jarring and they sound like, uh, you know, maybe like from outer space, some alien sounds or something like strange, but they do have a purpose. And the purpose is to identify objects and things like that. Basically, the, the sounds uh, correspond to the, the direction, the shape, the, the light level, the brightness or, or darkness of an object, uh, how, you know, the... Uh, how high or low it is in the in the camera view, that type of thing. So it's sort of like trying to emulate vision with sound. But the app has a lot of different options. You can even turn those soundscapes off and just use the text recognition. You can. Uh, it has object recognition, and the object recognition is very good in that app. It actually one of the things has. Um, it tells me that my dog is a Labrador Retriever, which is very good. <laughs> <laughs> so it knows that um, it's not perfect. No object recognition is, but it works in real time and it does a very nice job. Uh, I can walk down the streets and identifies trees and identifies cars and things like that. Um, and that in combination with the text recognition, it does a very nice job with that. Uh, and it's, it's really good for reading like signs, uh, billboards, even the screen, you know, on a computer or something like that, you can have it read. Uh, and it does a really nice job with these kinds of things. And it has a lot of options for choosing, you know, what what kind of uh, things are recognized. It has a, a locator that will allow you to hear if you've changed streets while you're walking. It'll tell you what the new street is that you're walking on, or it can read out addresses as you pass by them. Uh, it has a compass. The compass works really well. And so uh, you can always know, you know, it uses the phone compass and it doesn't use GPS for the compass, which is really good. If your phone has a compass, uh, it knows north, south, east, west, southeast, whatever. Uh, can say the compass in degrees, which is really, uh, really good. Uh, it just, it has a lot of different features uh, that I think is, is, uh, Really worth exploring. You know, give it a go. Turn the voice on and play with it. Uh, yeah, it does and, run know, best in in the landscape mode. It does. And you know, Numer, um, here's the voice of for Android. I just turned mine on because, you know, and I think what puts a lot of people off, um, this is the sounds. And I am one of those that the sounds has really kept me from using this otherwise very good app, I, you know. Yeah, I have um, <laughs> even installed the app just because I thought, I think that this is a typical elite tool. You have to, <laughs> you have to, you have to be extremely smart to be able to learn those, those soundscapes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's like anything, you know, when you learn something new, you know, when you learn something new, it's it's a very, uh, you know, it's it's a process. If you want to learn it, I think it's possible to learn it. But it's like you know, learn a new language, learn a new instrument, learn a new anything. If you only put in a little bit of time, you just pick it up. It seems like wow, this thing is strange. I don't know what I'm doing with it. You know, it's like for me, it's with music. I don't know anything about music. I like to listen to it, but I don't know anything about it. And so if you give me uh, some kind of instrument or something, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I can probably maybe make a sound out of it, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but if I really want to get good at it, you know, I have to practice it and really learn it. And I think it's the same. Those sounds are actually indicating a lot of things if you take the time to learn them. And, uh, but you don't have to use them. You can actually turn them off in the in the yes. settings. You can go into the you options and turn, turn them off. And right on the main screen, actually, there's a mute button. Yeah. But, uh, but see, here's, Nimmer, Nimmer, here's the problem. When Here's the problem that, that makes this thing. And, and frankly, if I were uh, Peter, you know, the developer of this app, and I have always said this, and I've talked to Peter about it, is, you know, um, maybe this sound coming on by default 
maybe it shouldn't come on so that the person gets familiar with where the buttons are on the screen because there are a lot of buttons and when the uh, sound drowns out my screen reader like I just demonstrated a little while ago I was not able to find what I'm looking for I just exited out of the app so I think it makes sense uh, I you know um, for someone to learn how to use the soundscapes or you know whatever those uh, sounds are um, changes and stuff like that but let it not come up when you launch the app but you choose to enable you know turn on those sounds so that first let me get familiar with the app before I turn on those random sounds I think that's my one request yeah that that probably would be a good idea uh, so there is a web version of the app that actually uh, does that if this if you go to the web version of the app uh you can launch uh, just it works the same way actually but uh, it doesn't automatically start the soundscapes you have to start the soundscapes uh, and it works really well on on uh, non-android phones. well it works well on android phones too but on android you have the app but uh on non-android phones or even on your windows computer it uses the webcam so you can uh, just go to that website and uh, start the soundscapes and okay, it works so quite well please let, i'm gonna i'm gonna ask peter about this because you know it has otherwise kept me from using it because frankly you know, when I turn it on and, you know, those sounds just repel me. Um, uh, and, yeah. you know, I'm trying to find my Thank way to... <laughs> I, I, I'm totally with you, Daryl, Warren. It, it's, it's just the same for me, too. I, I, I sort well, of, I do I'm, think it takes learning it and adjusting to it. You know, for no, me, I, I don't you know, mind, nothing makes I don't sense mind learning out of the box. It, but, yeah, they, for sure, they need yeah. to make it so it doesn't start yeah, automatically. No, frankly, yeah. I don't mind learning the sounds, but let me first get familiar with it, find where to mute, you know, or find where to turn <laughs> it on or find where to go to the options. But see, like I just turned it on, guys, and the sounds overwhelmed my screen reader to where I couldn't even find where the options are. And so I yeah. just will just exit out of it. It is not good. Yeah. No. Of my there right. is a mute button right on the main screen, but I understand what you mean. Yeah, but you need to find yeah, where that mute be. button is. Yeah. If you yeah. can't find yeah. the mute button for the sounds, then it defeats the purpose. Yep. <laughs> okay, enough of my rant. <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys. This has been fun. This has been fun. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. We'll see you guys next week, and uh, hopefully you have some comments for us. And uh, we'll be here next week, uh, same time, same place. And next and, next uh, week, uh, uh, Christer, bring some beer, would you? <laughs> uh, I just I was just going to say that I am not going to participate next week. Oh, my God, when I was now. looking for a beer. Uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Sorry. Go, go ahead, go ahead, Christer. You, next week is yeah. going to be something special for you, right? Yeah, my sister is, is coming to, to visit me and we're going to do some interesting stuff, installing new refrigerators and, and stuff like that. So it's going to be a hectic weekend. Well, that sounds good. Makes all the sense. So next week we don't see you, we know why. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. This has been wonderful. <laughs>